This is the Razzcast. Uh, if this is your first time listening, this is a podcast where I just talk to some friends about stuff I like and, you know, just about life and different topics like that um, and different people I get to know, I guess. Um, on this episode, I've continued the conversation with my friend Oreo. Uh, we continue about Avatar and different things like that, and it's pretty good. So remember to subscribe and share this with a friend and hope you guys enjoy welcome back to the razzcast we are continuing our conversation with oreo uh last time we were interrupted by construction outside of his home so last time when we before we were interrupted we were talking about hard and soft magic systems because avatar the last airbender uses a soft magic system and uh you were actually explaining that last last time if you wouldn't mind doing that there's there's a hard soft magic system hard magic systems are uh, any magic system that has like extremely strict well-defined rules Mm. uh so an example would be uh fulmer alchemist brotherhood so for anyone who's watched the show if you recall there's a point where edward elric is in the church and it's the very first arc of the show basically talking to i forget what her name is parrot lady and he's, he takes out a notebook and he literally starts listing off the chemical properties, like the chemical composition of the human body. He's like, you know, X amount of nitrate, X amount of, X amount of oxygen, X amount of carbon, blah, 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 blah. And that's what's required to transmute a human body, for example. The same thing happens when they fix a radio or literally anything else. There must be an equivalent exchange of material. And that rule was followed no matter what's happening, no matter where you are at all times and all places. Even the one object in the show that is supposed to break that rule where it lets you, you know, transmute without a cost or anything. uh, It turns out that that breaking of the rule is a lie and you actually are paying for it with something. Plot twist. It's very fucked up. But nothing is free. Yes, nothing is free. Right. Uh. Oh, wait, I'm allowed to talk about spoilers on this. I yeah, no, what are you doing? You completely yeah, can... No, so, so the Philosopher's Stone, which uses to break the rule, it uses human souls to transmute shit, for example. So right. it's, you know, uh, that's a very hard magic system. And then a soft magic system would be something like Harry Potter, right? Where there's really no, no well-defined rules in Harry Potter. You know, it's kind of like there's a spell for everything, basically, because yes, why not? They have a couple of rules like uh, you can't transmute uh, money or gold or whatever, and you can't create food out of nothing. But those aren't so much as like stringent rules that all of the magic follows. You can't extrapolate anything from that. It's just like, why haven't they? It's basically just tossed in there by the writer to explain why uh, wizards haven't just solved the world hunger. It's like, oh yeah, they can't make food out of nothing. It's like, okay, but why? It's just how it works. It's just the way, you know, it's very soft magic. It's just not a problem we've dealt with. Indeed. And you can, you know, it's like, it's a spectrum, right? It's not like a binary system. So Avatar, while it is soft magic, it does have pretty solid rules for the most part, but those rules are very easily bent all over the place. You know, case in point, you can like energy bend and like do all sorts of other shit. Uh, and the way you get bending is very unexplained. 
you know, it's uh, they learned from the animals, but actually it was given to them by lion turtles. But actually, you know, it's like a spiritual thing. But in reality, it's a physical act. And then it's like it, there's no like clear delineation of why somebody can bend and somebody can't. You're just born with it or you're not. Yada, 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 yada. You're lucky if you if you aren't. Fuck you. Mm hmm. And, you know, there's there's, you know, Avatar would be somewhere in the middle, right? It's a soft magic system, but it's on the harder side of soft. And then there, you know. So that's that's the difference between a hard and a soft magic system. And generally, I prefer hard magic systems. But if a show is exceptionally well done, then you can have a soft magic system. And I won't mind like Avatar because Avatar is just a fucking fantastic show all around. I literally right before finishing uh, and setting up and stuff, I had just finished watching the very final and like four part episode of Avatar with my girlfriend. Nice. So I have it like fresh on my mind. That is perfect. Because then you can answer this question, which was, which got Rob on a tangent, which was an awesome tangent. It was a great tangent, but it was, it was nice. Who is your favorite character? Well, two questions. One, who's your favorite character? Then second, what is your favorite? What is your bending style? What is your favorite bending style? Oh, favorite bending style or what bending style I would be? Well, bending style you would be, favorite bending style, and then your favorite character. Those three questions. I'd have to say my favorite overall character is Iroh. Because Iroh's the fucking man. Yes. Ah, it's actually a really awesome YouTube video explaining why Iroh is so great on YouTube, and the they're just they constantly are talking about like his philosophy, and they're referencing a bunch of philosophers like Socrates and Plato and confucius and Lao Tzu mm-hmm. and all these other people and then at the end of the video they were like oh wait all of those quotes were said by iroh and it's like uh you got you got me well well played damn yeah iroh's the fucking bomb iroh's the man when i when i'm feeling down there's like a music playlist uh on youtube which is just it's like iroh's philosophical thoughts like all of his quotes from the show set to like chill step oh my god and it's awesome it's so good to that my favorite bending style airbending probably is my favorite bending style okay both the modern version that they have in Korra, like that's like a lot more aggressive and also the traditional version which they had in the last airbender because mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember in Korra, they all the airbenders are gone and then you have harmonic convergence and the airbenders come back but a lot of them pretty much all of them are earthbenders right yeah so they all they they apply a different life of well, different philosophy to the bending and whatnot. So it's a little more aggressive. Even Cora is more aggressive with her air bending because she just kind of punches things with air. She's just like ah fuck it, I'm just gonna go at it. Mm-hmm. And then even some of the more traditional people, like the most the only traditional airbender in that entire show is Tenzin. But even Zahira is a little more traditional because he, he studied like Guru Lagima and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, even he's a little more aggressive. I mean he. he that ass steals the air out of the queen's lungs and just fucking suffocates her to death. That shit was terrifying. Yeah. That's like yeah, on I, par with like how uh, when they first like introduced bloodbending, it was like, ah, uh, yeah, this can that, be used that. for other things. <laughs> Indeed. It's like the darker side of bending. And I appreciate a lot airbending specifically because of like the philosophy behind it. I would like to think I'd be an airbender, but I know I wouldn't. <laughs> but you know. The, the whole, you know, pacifist, you know, non-confrontational, creative solutions to stuff, right? Like, it's the most creative out of the four elements. Water's pretty creative, too, but, like, air is, like, really extra creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
that's my favorite element. The element I would be, that's probably either water or fire bending. I like I flip flop between the two because mm-hmm. sometimes you know if I'm going just off my personality, sometimes I'm really good with the flow, and then other times I'm really just I'm gonna burn everything to the ground now. Right. And uh, yeah, fire bending is <laughs> yeah burn everything to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know it's it's like John Jung says you know firebending is destruction it you know it gives you firebending can give you you know creativity it can give you all sorts of things you know it, it feeds you it lets you cook it lets you eat yourself but uncontrolled it'll destroy everything yeah i feel like i probably i'm a little too angry to be a waterbender <laughs> but i'm just just reserved enough that i might get away with being a waterbender i don't know he's like maybe i might be able to be able to swing that one that way Maybe, maybe. But yeah, I'd definitely be a really fucked up waterbender, though. <laughs> I'd, I'd definitely be like the one to bloodbend somewhere at yeah. some point. So just the but thoughts. No. Yeah, d- I, d- hopefully so one of my friends would be like, all right, cut it out now. But, you know. Just some, uh, just, just, just a food for thought. You know, just trying to use that creativity. I'd also be way too tempted to just steal the water out of everything. Like when <laughs> the, the witch lady is teaching guitar, I forget what the lady's right. name, but when she's teaching guitar and she's like, you know, there's water and everything. And she pulls out the water from the plants. And it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. You can pull water from anything. But then like you realize the plants are dead. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking you sucked out all the water out of them. You murdered it. So, yeah. Good job. Yeah. You know, if push comes to shove, I guess, but you know, I, I, I might be a little too, uh, too enticed to do that. <laughs> a little too easy, easy to, uh, have that happen. Yeah. Yeah, and if if nothing else, maybe just G blocking. It's safer if I'm just a G blocker. <laughs> Let's just make this easy on everyone. <laughs> yes, I you know, I'd just be like tiny. Yeah, I really uh, like acrobatic, so fuck it. She was definitely one of the when they introduced her. I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. Nice. It was really cool too because they end up like mixing that concept with blood bending in Korra right. for for Amon to take away people's bending. Because at first I was like, how oh, the fuck is he doing this? What is this bullshit? Was he actually given power by the spirits? Because that's some fucked up shit. Let me tell you. And then, <laughs> that's not nice. And then we find out that he was just blood bending to block the, the chi points. And I was like, ah, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Well played. Creativity. Nice. Yes. Well played. I like that. Korra was, you know, a lot of people shit on Korra, but Korra was a fairly good show. Season two kind of sucks a lot. I yeah. think they got way more creative with like, like the creativity of stuff was definitely, yeah, it, with Korra. It evolved a lot. Mm-hmm. Cause that was one of the things that like, even it is one of the, it w- became like one of those ideas of like, oh, what would it be like if you just started adding bending and not just like a rural society and like different people had different ideas and you, how does this like, you know, any art or anything else like transforms? And transform the society. It makes sense a lot too, because in in the last Airbender, right, it kind of implied that this the world is still rural because you know of the war. The war has been going on for a hundred years. We won't have time to be making fucking inventions unless it's for war, right? Mm-hmm. And then basically, the water tribes are like the northern water tribe is non-existent for all intents and purposes. I mean, it exists, but it's very it's, clearly been fucked it's over. It's nothing, <laughs> right? And then the southern water tribe. Right. Oh no. Wait. Is it the southern? Whichever water tribe. No, no, no. Is yeah. yeah. Um, southern water tribe doesn't exist. Northern water tribe. Yes. Exists. Northern yeah, water yeah. tribe is the one that's got the stuff. Yeah. So 
and then the northern water tribe is just chilling on to its traditions the earthbending kingdom you know the earth kingdom the earthbenders are very specifically all about tradition and being hard-headed so they haven't changed at all right they're just trying to fight their war and fucking do it traditionally and then you know the firebenders the fire nation they've advanced a little bit with their machines and stuff but again it's all just you know war machines stuff so the world's been kind of held back and then in the legend of Korra, you know, Aang and Zuko have made their peace and all this stuff. Toph has invented metal bending. So now the now you have a lot of progress because progress happens a lot both during times of war and peace, but peace get you you have more benefit to the society at large. Because more and more people get that that technology, right? And lightning, you know, lightning creation and whatnot, that technique, as far as I understand it from the original show, was like uh that's a a royal technique right they didn't teach that to commoners and then they, they start teaching it to commoners and Korra, and that's how they run the city and stuff because if you remember when mako yeah mako's name when mako was working in the electric power plants in the city mm-hmm. they just lightning bend in so it, it's interesting i liked i liked Korra a lot there's a there's a couple of things that i'm kind of like ah, like the whole unalak dark avatar thing i'm not a fan of but you can't win them all. I, I I consider three out of four seasons solid to be a win. That's the season win. one was pretty fucking good. Season three was really good, and season four was also pretty good. So, look, sometimes they they were just doing their best. Because honestly, like even watching Avatar, I was like, oh, this show was very just show changes very much, like mm-hmm. from beginning to end, and like I could definitely see. Like, not that it isn't a good show. Like, we're always like, there are definitely moments where I can see people being like, I want to jump off without knowing that it's like a good show. Yeah, it was just a little too kiddy at the beginning. Yeah. That's the big thing, right? And I can understand because it was a kid's show. Right. So, you know. This became a very dark kid's show at the end. Yeah, by the end. And then Cora went even darker. I mean, the end of season one is like a double suicide between brothers. And it's like, oh, okay. We we went we went places. I I see. They literally took Cora off the air. They swapped it onto online because of how dark it was getting. They're like, it is not acceptable to show be displayed to children. There were there was death galore no, all over the place in Cora. Turned into anime. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Speaking of another thing, I wanted to get your opinion on just how Avatar is an interesting type of like anime s thing that is not from Japan, but you know, based on said culture. Have you heard, have you watched Tower of God or watched any of Tower of God? I have seen Tower of God, yes. So what is your like your opinion on what the possibility of Tower of God is and for people who don't know basically Tower of God isn't a, isn't based on a manga it's based on a manhwa which is from uh Korea. Korea. So even though it looks like anime like to western people are like oh it's anime it's like it's technically not. So but that same type of uh thing of like how people when avatar came out and like you know also like canon buster and like people of that thing of like oh this could open up you know more markets and open up other people to contribute to uh anime culture and things uh and i know that tower of god is one of three men while they're doing uh that crunchyroll and webtoons have partnered on to make anime basically yeah i mean this gets into like what you know what anime is actually right to definitely a lot of people like to define anime in different ways i have my own personal definition of how i like to define it but what is your uh, personal what, definition uh so basically to me anime is anything 
any animation that is either created with a Japanese influence. So, uh, you know, obviously any anime that is based in Japan is <laughs> as anime influence. Uh, but this doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be based in like like Japanese. Like there's a lot of anime that has uh, that takes place in like Western places. Right. Uh, Brotherhood. Uh, I forget what this other anime is, but it, there's a detective agency. One of the guys has lost his eye and the other guy is like, uh, has the blood thing and they, they have the, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, blood, blood blockade. And that no, takes, no, no. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. No, no, that's not the one I'm talking about. I mean, blood blockade is, it's also fits that description, but that's not, that's oh, not what okay. I'm referring to. But yes, that is, that is also, it's <laughs> hold up. It's, um, and they have, uh, the, the very first episode is them saying saving um, a prostitute, and she joins their detective agency. Oh, gangsta! Gangsta, thank you. Yeah, another right. that does they, that does fit both descriptions actually. Right, right. So you know, gangsta is it does not it's not a Jap but particularly Japanese like setting. It's got a lot of Japanese influence, right? Like basically, they have yakuza all over the fucking place, and you know, mm. the cops function like culturally like japan but it's very clearly in like somewhere in europe you know right but the culture of the what's put in there uh another really good example is uh ergo proxy which is just all about western philosophy it's literally just about what it means to be a person and a human and alive and what is sentience and what is consciousness and it's Again, also very much not set in Japan. It's in like some random ass location that doesn't actually exist and yada, yada, yada. But there's a lot of that, I, I guess, like cultural connotation and concept in it. Mm -hmm. That's what defines an anime to me. So like to me, Avatar is an anime, right? Right. There's a lot of influence from Japan and anime. They were inspired by it. I also consider, for example, the Boondocks to be an anime. Okay. Also very heavily inspired by anime and all this stuff even though right the boondocks is made by studio mir and as is avatar the last end render and studio mir is a korean animation studio and a whole bunch of other stuff right and i know that this is like not a definition that a lot of people would agree with but that's the, the, the way i go a big thing to note as well is that uh historically speaking a lot of the animation studios that made a lot of like classic what we consider modern classics mm -hmm. like, like modern classic anime they were in korea a lot of those, there's a lot of Korean animators and stuff that work on those, those shows. So I think in a, in a way we're getting like the world's getting so globalized and animation is so easy to produce in all, like it, it doesn't require a specific location, right? Not that animation itself is easy to make because it's a pain in the ass to make animation, but <laughs> you, you get what I mean? Right. There's not, it is not location, it's location agnostic. Yes. And so it's, it's just more important, like the influences that you take. It's kind of like a genre, right? That's why you have a, a whole bunch of mixing of genres, because a genre is really just what you're influenced by. They're just a bunch of similarities that you group up together. So that's the way I treat anime. Anime is kind of like a super genre. There are genres in anime, but they all share like this kind of common thread. Right. Sort of the Stranger is another really good example where, it, you know, it's very clearly an anime movie. Right, because it has a lot of Japanese philosophy and, and ideology in it, but it also has a lot of Chinese influence. There's Chinese shit all over the place there. Brotherhood, you know, with the country in the East, that's just China. That's just, I mean, it's just what it is. It's fucking China. Alka Hest is just fucking Chinese inspired alchemy. 
Like that's all it is. Right. Uh, Ling Ling, I believe was her name, right? Yeah. Was the, the girl who does, she does the, the star oh. alchemy with the, mm-hmm. the throne kunais and whatnot. Very clearly Chinese. She's got the Chinese buns with the Chinese clothing. Uh, the prince, I forget his name, but he ends up becoming greed. Also very clearly Chinese. He uses Chinese blades, you know, I forget what they're called, but you know, the ones with the ribbons at the end. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's basically just a big amalgam of the East with China being the dominant force. Cause you know, for much of history, China the, was the dominant you know, force. <laughs> they had hegemony over there. So, okay. And they kind of are getting hegemony back, but that's like a political conversation. Yeah. I'd be it's a whole other, whole I mean, other world. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, because to me, one of those things of like, I think is interesting because I know you've read Codebreaker, which is a man like Manwa, and like even there, it's one of those things that I realize like there are certain fighting anime that are just better or manga or Manwa that are just better than manga. Like they just tell, do martial arts better. And mm-hmm. to me, that would be really cool with something like Codebreaker or um, another one. I can't remember what the name of it is, but they do a very a better representation in my view of like on paper on page martial arts so i feel like when they do it in animation it gives a it will end up you know helping a little bit more like story wise there's actually speaking of martial arts man why well, yeah them doing it better the breaker new waves and the original breaker are some of my favorite martial arts anything and that shit's a manhwa right it, you know, it, that it's phenomenal it's just really good like it you know it, it encompasses like a lot of the concepts of what martial arts is very well of course they have the ridiculous stuff right when you start getting to chi manipulation but the, the, it starts off basically just he's learning martial arts and that's it right you know and of course you know it's all exaggerated because there's like an underground fighting ring or whatever and blah 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 but you know I mean, you have whatever. to make it entertaining it has to be it's yeah. it's uh, it's it's inspired by that type of you know storytelling indeed i i very much enjoyed that Right. So I, I think that would be like things like Tower of God and like, especially because Crunchyroll is such a big force of they are trying to find ways to differentiate themselves because they already, it's kind of like one of those things of like, you already are kind of like the biggest anime things, but people are trying to take anime from you already. So by them end up producing anime, I think, especially because so many people know about them, that would, and then also bringing in something like Manwas would definitely like help them and not expect. And in a way exploding, but ex- definitely expanding the anime community and like what people are willing to use as like reference source reference. Yeah. And I mean, to a degree already, right. Crunchyroll has changed. Cause I don't know if you remember back when we were really, really young, but Crunchyroll wasn't like a, an official licensor of anime. It was a place where people could show up kind of like YouTube and you could post your own anime. Right. Like way, way, way back in the, in the day. And so now it's like you, if they officially license anime, they could kind of transition over to Netflix, like how Netflix did it, right? Netflix, right. they for, first licensed TV shows and movies. And then now they make TV shows and movies on top of licensing them. Country World could do the same thing, right? They could start making just anime movies or, you know, based off of, like you said, manhwa, just, you know, any, literally anything. There's a Chinese version as well. Right. I mean, I know that's like, there is more just a style of like storytelling in that area. It's just, uh, you know, the way that we were, it was exposed to like Western cultures through like Japan, but it is really like a, 
if you look at different things it's like no this is just how they this is a like you put it like a genre a story a genre like just the way you tell a story mm-hmm.